This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, and even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Special Edition, Deadpool 2. My fanboy special edition Deadpool 2. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I've assembled a interesting group of random X Force dudes to help me talk about it. 
Joining me first is former co-host Ron Richards. Hello, how you doing, boys? I like farmer co-host. And I, was, I was hoping I was hoping I'd be last, but fine, <laughs> I'll take first. Occasional co-host Ryan Haupt. Hello, and sometimes guest host Mike Romo. Oh, I like that. Hi, guys. I stratified all of you. Now we're all in a hierarchy. Good. I've been stratified. I feel like all the right. copper. So we're gathered to talk about Deadpool two, the sequel to the surprise monster hit Deadpool from a few years ago that Ron and I, I don't think even we're even planning on reviewing Ron. And then we yeah. were like, holy shit, this movie was terrific and like did like an emergency review. Yep. It blew me away in the theater. It was much better than it, than it was thought it would be. Had any right to be. Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, quick spoiler warning. There'll be spoilers in this discussion. So if you are averse to those, don't listen until you've seen the movie. And this was almost a duo, you guys. Oh, that's right. Ryan and Ron almost did the show together. Because 60 seconds into our, uh, the screening that Mike and I were at, the fire alarm went off in the theater. Oh, well, the my. Screen, the screen froze, and I thought it was going to be some snarky voiceover. And yeah. then the lights went on, and then the fire alarm went on, and then the, I still the, was like, I don't believe it. Cause the, yeah, because the thing is, much like this movie, at times you don't know what to expect from Deadpool. Right. And so it could have been part of the whole. I, I would That would have been the, amazing. The freeze frame for sure, the I thought, was a, was a joke. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, well, before, you, thought the, you thought the 4XD was just really that immersive. <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, the whole theater was in on it. Before we get started, I should uh, uh, disclaim yes. that I do work for Marvel, uh, but Deadpool 2 is uh, produced by Fox. I have absolutely zero access or knowledge or anything of it, So, and all these opinions are my own. They do not represent Marvel. There you go. Just so everyone knows, uh, the first Deadpool made $783 million when it came out, and so that is... That is astounding. No one yeah. expected on a on a, a sub sixty million dollar production budget. They went a little bigger for this one. So this one we had the Return of Deadpool, and as teased in the trailer, we have the formation of X Force as well as the uh, the the appearance of Cable. And what was great about this was, I, I thought this was super fun again. Um, just just to be real high level on it. So much fun, exhaustingly fun. But. What was great about it was they used the trailer to their advantage because they, the movie that they set up, you know, the, the, it, it seemed to be a very uh, X-Force heavy trailer. They, they f- showcased all these guys who were ju- going to join up, Terry Crews, and, and that was dispatched very quickly to where we only had one of those, one of those people left on the team at, at the end. At an, at an alarmingly fast rate. Yeah, yeah that but, was nice. And, and it was possibly like that. The entire X-Force sequence was nonstop, and like, I don't think I, I couldn't breathe from laughing so hard. So we have, we have Deadpool. The movie opens. He has, he has uh, uh, advanced on to fighting bad guys all over the world as opposed to just wherever. What, what city is he supposed to be in? It was like it never said the city. Seattle. I thought I saw a space needle. Well, well one po- no, if I look at the Capitol Records building, but like he would have to be in New York if he's taking a taxi to, to Westchester. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, they never yeah. actually say the city. So anyway, he's in some random American Vancouver. city that, that's everywhere at all times. And then, but he's, now he's fighting forces of evil all across the globe. But one of those uh, groups he fights, one guy gets away and ends up killing his girlfriend, Vanessa. Right in the beginning, which is also right a shocker the bit, uh, based on the trailer. Which you kind so. of knew it was going to happen, I feel like. Oh, I was. I was I, I, again, going back to what you guys said about the, the theater and being surprised, the thing that caught me the most about this movie is the level and the frequency of surprises. Yes. I did, I did not expect 
it to be I did not expect her to die in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that to be the, the like love and family to be the theme of the movie. I did. There were numerous points in this movie where I had no idea what direction it was going in and where mm-hmm. we were headed. They did a great job of keeping you on the back of your feet the entire movie. See, the thing is, I kept waiting for the movie to begin. <laughs> I, I I I was like, is it when is when is the story going to start? Start maybe it, you know what? I think I was resisting the whole pairing of the kid. Do you want to go back and talk about the plot a little bit? Well, just just, it's just that. So so she dies. He he sp- spins out. He's, he's trying to kill himself constantly. Can't do it because of his healing power. Right. Right. And through a series of events, he ends up teamed up with a kid, Rusty Collins. Was it Fire Fists? What was his? Ricky Baker. He was, um, uh, yeah, it was Fire Fist or something like that. But Rusty Collins in the comics was Rusty and Skids, the redhead uh, with fire powers. But it was, uh, yeah, they just used the name. That's all. The actor was from, uh, he's terrific in Hunt for the Wilder People. What is his? Uh, Julian Ricky Dennis? Baker. Julian right. Dennis. Julian Dennison's his real name. Fi- fire Fist. Yeah, that's fire his fist. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They meet this kid at this weird sort of mutant conversion. Well, oh, no, he's, he's out with the X-Men. He's on. He's an X-Men trainee and is a, there's an emergency with the, with no, the no, 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 no. He was, Deadpool. No, 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 he, no yeah, what happened yeah. Was, yeah. yeah, what happened hang on, what happened was is that so Deadpool is is upset at the at, at losing his his girlfriend. He's looking for direction. Colossus wants to help him, says, Come move in with the X-Men, move into the mansion, you become an X-Men trainee. He gets the jersey. They they something happens at an orphanage, and so they, they go to the Blackbird, they fly to the orphanage, and is the Essex House for Children which X-Mans will recognize Essex as the name of Mr. Sinister. And it's this, and I guess the the guy running the orphanage is supposed to be Mr. Sinister or not, Nathan Essex. And he's experimenting on mutants and this kid has had enough. And so he's causing a, you know, a big X-Men one like cop surrounded by them. They don't know what to do moment. And so Deadpool and the X-Men come in to try to stop him. And Deadpool screws up, of course, and kills a bunch of cops. (laughs) And then then Firefist and Deadpool go to prison and, right, but don't yeah. you think that Mr. Professor X and the X-Men would have known about this house that is seemingly blocks away? It, it, like, Domino apparently grew up in that house. It just seems very, very weird. He does, he does talk about lazy writing throughout the story. Yeah, I mean, this is, I mean... So, so there you go. Deadpool is, Deadpool is completely meta. I mean, all the, all the yeah. normal conventions of storytelling go out the window, yet they still yeah. tell a coherent story. But right. it's, it's all about coincidences and it's about easy connections and nothing making sense. I mean, we have a T-shirt for this entire film. <laughs> Which, this, by the way, this not only did – because I had to say, Connor, after Avengers Infinity War came out, I said, wow, that shirt came out at the right time. <laughs> Even more so with Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Deadpool uh, embraces nothing makes sense, nothing matters better than any of them. So. For sure. Well, actually, okay. So let me let me butt in with the thing about the Essex is because right at that scene, Deadpool makes a reference to how the X-Men was a parable for racial disparity and racial unity back in the 1960s and then tries to fist bump the black officer, which I thought I got a good laugh in my theater. But then hilarious. it's the Essex house is essentially like gay conversion therapy. Yes. Yeah. And so it's yeah. the modern update for what the X-Men kind of signify in our current culture. So I thought like, you know, as we, we can call it lazy writing, but there actually is some well. No, I don't think it's lazy. I don't think it's lazy it's writing at all. I'm talking about the proximity of the house. It just oh, seemed well, like it was down the block, and it had look, been there for a while. They have, they have oh. a blackbird. That's what they need. But Ryan, that's a, that's a great point. And I walked out of that movie. I walked out of this movie as an X Men fan, saying, you know, they're making the X Men movies. I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> Like this, this is actually, with the exception of First Class, this Deadpool two came way closer to the X Men I want than than any of them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. 
Yeah, for sure. It was funny when they did a little reveal of all the other X-Men characters. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see those guys. Oh, that was so funny. I mean, it, it was, was here. Here's my here's my whole take on the, the whole movie, though, is that it there the jokes and the references for people like us, specifically people like me, are <laughs> so we're so fast. I hate to say it, but fast, furious, never ending to the point, like I found Ready Player One to be exhausting because there were just so many references and visual references, and like not that I was looking for them all, I just couldn't watch the movie without being distracted by them. But Deadpool, I was exhausted just by catching every reference and every little X Men joke. There was even a Rob Liefeld joke in the movie, for yes. Christ's sake. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it, like they just threw, they literally threw everything but the kitchen sink into this movie. And I really think that the fact that they kept Deadpool in the mask for most of the movie allowed them to do a lot of ADR leading, I think leading right up to the release. Yeah. You know, cause there's a lot of very current jokes, like a Jared Kushner joke and a, and a, uh, and a Thanos joke and stuff like that. They, they that really, great. they pushed the envelope of what they could do and how much they could get in amazingly. By the time you got to the prison, which was a good chunk of the film, I, I, yeah. I'd almost completely forgotten about cable. So yeah. when, when we first time we see him, like, Oh shit, right. Cable, because so much had gone on at that point. Uh, in the film that you just sort of forgot he's not he's not introduced until a well into the at least the second act of the movie I really thought we would get more of a, like a cable mission type situation well, that, that's my only complaint about the movie and this is this is as the X fan is that I thought Josh Brolin was fine as cable I thought he was good he was gruff he was you know whatever I the whole his Rusty grows up and kills his wife and daughter so he's going back for revenge is just such a trope Right. And and I wanted more cables coming back to prevent the future. I wanted that sort of angle. Right. The was, threat needed to be bigger than just his yeah, family. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think yeah. I think they were implying because really in the when we see in the future, the entire world seems to be on fire. But and he's so, just upset. Yeah, but but so like him, but, he's really uh, upset, but it's, he seemed to yeah. he seemed to imply that Rusty went on to do way more damage than just kill his family. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It seemed like he was looking over a hellscape when he before he came it did. back. So maybe Which, I don't know that, that that he was a little mysterious, but then again, he's cable, and cable definitely doesn't make any sense. So it's fine. Um, it was fine for me. I just think so. You know, eventually things. You know, Deadpool gets out of prison. He needs help with tracking down all the bad guys, so he forms his own super team for off of a bunch of auditions he does in the in the bar, and then you know it all converges at the end. I just thought once the team got together, the team was terrific. I mean, even though they all die really quickly. <laughs> they had so much potential. Uh, Zazie Beetz as Domino, I thought, was a revelation. Fantastic. She's, she's great. She's great. On where, where, where did she from? She's on, she a, was, she's I, from Atlanta. She's on Atlanta. Yeah. God, um, she was good at this. Donald Clover. And she's, that whole sequence of, of luck, which he thought, which he jokes would be terrible, terrible to watch on film, was terrific, I thought. Great Brad Pitt cameo as the, as the invisible oh. guy. It was a Matt Damon cameo. Alan Tidock and Matt Damon Alan together. Alan Tidock and Matt yes. Damon. They really blew this one out with all the things that they, they didn't do in the first one. A lot more X-Men stuff. If the only, I mean, it was kind of a bummer that uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead's in it so little because she was so great in the yeah. first one. But, yeah, her, but, her, but her recurring role with her and Yuki, Yukio uh, was funny. And Deadpool, I love Deadpool and Yukio together. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> and but as as we referred to earlier, we didn't clarify. I mean, everybody listening to this has probably seen the movie. But the moment when Deadpool's complaining to Colossus that why you know why every time I hear it's just you and this <laughs> is a big mansion. Shouldn't there be other people around? And they walk by a room, and very quickly you see Beast 
and Xavier right. and Quicksilver you see, and Cyclops. You see, they're all in that room, and then they just shut the door <laughs> very, very quietly. That's also, hilarious. they did a really good job of, of hiding things. I mean, I, once I had an inkling of who the, the big beast in the basement was, and then yeah. the reveal happened, and I was, holy shit, it's Juggernaut. And it's a yeah. non-terrible Juggernaut. From the, the last time we saw Juggernaut was in the terrible movie, X-Men, The Last Stand. Oh, right. And so we got Juggernaut versus Colossus, something like that, you know, from the that cartoon with Australian Wolverine. Now here, I was kind of hoping he, we were going to get Strong Guy, Ron. Since it well, was, he looked a lot like Strong Guy minus the helmet, like the body yeah. shape. But yeah, but now here's and now here's again where I get to be Grandpa Grandpa X Men. Is that it was great to see the Juggernaut. I did not see that coming. I was trying to guess who was in the. So basically, when they're Somebody in the prison, blob. the kid the kid makes friends with a maximum security baddie who's behind a door. We don't know who it is, and I was wondering. I thought maybe Blob. I you know trying to think who might be it behind the uh, behind the door. The fact that it was Juggernaut was awesome. The way they end up dispatching him, I could have done without. <laughs> like, I don't feel like Colossus shoves a live electrical wire up Juggernaut's ass. Like, well, and I get that this is Deadpool, but Colossus doesn't do that. He's Russian. Yeah, that's what Russia they do in Moscow. Russia. That's what he said. Uh, I mean, it's it fits the it fits the tone of the film though. The film was unrelenting in its pacing, which I which I appreciated. Like it just it does go like a bat out of hell. Um, that you, you don't even get a chance to breathe, kind of like what Ron was saying. The only time you get a chance to breathe is when he, his dying scene, which takes a good. They also commit to all their jokes, pretty, mm-hmm. pretty. Like you know, mm-hmm. when when he when Juggernaut rips Deadpool in half, and he has to grow his legs back, and he's got little baby legs for a long well, time. I, now, couldn't you just reconnect him? His legs are right back. I there, thought but, that too. Yes, but no, is that as a, funny as having lady, little baby no, legs? It, oh, that was so funny. And then I did like that his costume or his outfit is all taped up. Like taped yeah. back together in the later scenes, that was funny. Yeah. And then, and then uh, there was, you know, he got exploded, and his suit kind of took on the coloration of yes. the uncanny X Force. That was, right? yeah, that, I think that was on purpose. Yes. That was, I, where I think that was very yeah. much, yeah. What was interesting, I thought, half about the movie is that as as zany as it is, and it's totally zany, and as much as they commit to these ridiculous jokes, I did feel like the scenes with him and his wife in in heaven or whatever was were were heartfelt, and I did very yeah. much. They, did, they well, were they, threading they a really crazy first... needle where they could do that, and it's yeah. still you, you. You never forgot you were in Deadpool, but at the same time, like you felt bad for him and the Vanessa. You felt bad for him and the kid. You felt bad for all the stuff that was serious. They did a really good job of of keeping that weird tone where it, you could have ba- baby leg Deadpool, you know, Winnie the Poohing it, but you could also have really sad scenes with him and his girlfriend. So I thought that was really amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it, I was remembering just how much I enjoyed their relationship in the first film. Right. So that's what made it even more tragic. I mean, they were they are so good together, their chemistry. And I thought I thought that last scene where she said it's not the time yet was very affecting. So yeah, yeah, she's great. Mar- Marina Baccarin's great, and and I'm and I'm glad that if there's another one, she'll be back. We're gonna talk about that final scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ron, were you shattered that Shatterstar was dispatched so quickly? No, no, I wasn't. No, it was it was worth it for the joke. I'm. We'll we'll also talk. We'll talk about the very end. But I, I mean, of, it's no surprise that of the X Force, my favorite was Peter. Oh, Peter was uh, great. Do you watch uh, Catastrophe, Ron? Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll totally watch Catastrophe. And, and it was great is that he wasn't just Rob from Catastrophe. Like, he, like, Rob Delaney sold Peter as a character. Just like, I just saw the ad. Like, it was, like, great. But it was also but, great they had his old headshot. So it was like. Yes. Yeah. So you could see him younger and, and also, sexier. Also, curious, T.J. Miller really dialed down in this movie. Do you think that's related to his career arc? He was, I don't remember his character being like that in the first one. So, so was he? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't either. I just remember him being kind of like a, a lot funnier, frankly. But yeah, and also, so so in terms of in terms of what didn't work, I thought where in the first movie, Dopinder as the cab driver worked great. This movie, I was like, oh, get him off, please. Like yeah. I, I I I just I didn't think I didn't think his jokes were working. His death wish was not. I mean, like that whole it it paid off at the end, but it just I I was that was the one area of like, all right, I don't really think this this one is working as well as I think it is. I thought uh, his courage joke was one of the funnier jokes in the movie. It was a good. That was a good joke. Yeah, that was really yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then here's the funny thing: is that there are so many like yeah home run jokes that I can't even keep track. No, and it's it's really kind of amazing that Ryan Reynolds's strange public persona it fits this character so perfectly that just about everything works. Uh, yeah. his, his line deliveries are perfect for this character. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's it's really it's really fascinating to see how he ha- and I don't know I don't know if you guys have kept track of the marketing leading to this to the, to the film, but I almost feel like the movie deserves an extra star for the marketing because not only has Ryan Reynolds totally embraced the character and totally embraced the fourth wall breaking by constant references to Deadpool talking about Ryan Reynolds and th- you know in a Kaufman Andy Kaufman esque like way, but the videos they've done. Did you see the tenth anniversary video they did? No. So they 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 shot a video. It's on YouTube. If you search Deadpool two ten years, they shot a minute. Uh, it's a a minute and thirty second ten year retrospective of dead the Deadpool movie universe, and it's nearly shot for shot uh, making fun of the MCU ten year anniversary video that that Marvel put out. Right? And it's like they're they're able because there's such a distance to Marvel. They're they're jabbing constantly at it and it's doing it so elegantly I, it just cracks me up i think they they're marketing this movie brilliantly and i think it's going to pay off in the box office it's it's great everyone gets jabbed here the, the dcu gets jabbed marvel, marvel gets, gets jabbed, jabbed. Marvel, a couple Life, of times, marvel yeah. gets jabbed everyone yeah. gets jabbed hugh jackman gets jabbed a couple times again there's a jerry duggan oh. reference it wasn't a jab but he gets referenced in the movie yeah he was, was a cool. street well de- well deserved that was great yeah. oh yeah totally oh. So it all ends well. They save the kid from becoming a killer. Deadpool doesn't die, even though he wants to. He wants to have his Logan death. They even play the music from Logan while he's dying. And I uh, liked how long that scene. I, I could see people getting annoyed with how long that scene took, but that was I good. actually really enjoyed it. Well, that's an example of him committing to that joke. They committed to that. They committed to that joke where he just kept not dying. And so, you know, he classes in their buddies and, and everyone's happy. So then the first. So what happens is Cable only has two charges in his time machine. One was to get him back to the past and one was to get him home. But he decides instead of going home to his family, he's going to go back and redo the ending and save Deadpool from getting killed because he has his power dampener on, so his healing factor's gone. And so uh, the, first, the first scene is Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Yukio fixing the time machine, like, which I guess they could just do. The end credit sequence. Yeah, the first end credit sequence. Yeah. The second one is Deadpool taking it and then... Fixing everything, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Not just fixing everything. So he goes back and he saves Marina Becker and he saves his girlfriend. He goes back to the whole X Force scene. He and only saves Peter. Only saves Peter, which is great. He's like <laughs> Peter, just walk, sugar bear. Just, just walk away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it was getting pretty scary. <laughs> and then, um, and then he goes back and he shoots himself in Wolverine Origins. Uh, many times. So good. <laughs> which so was, good. Like, and what was great is that he shoots, and they, 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 of course, using you know CGI to to, to edit him into the movie. So Hugh Jackman's in it, but it's from Origins. And it's the scene where the door opens and Deadpool walks in with the mouth all God, sewn up. It just made me angry to see that again. Just how awful that was. 
And not only does he shoot him once and the body drop, but then Deadpool's just staring <laughs> at Wolverine and he just shoots him again and shoots him four more times. And, it just, pop, and then pop, 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 pops yeah. away. Um, and then he goes back. The best one, though, yes. This is the. Uh, this, I mean, it was the last joke in the movie. It was the best joke in the movie. He goes back and shoots Ryan Reynolds before he can do Green Lantern. You made it to the best time. Welcome Canada. <laughs> I mean, that that was a really great joke. I I think I, that sequence might have been the funniest sequence of the whole movie. Yeah. That, oh, that was so funny. Apparently, I read on a blog. Um, I forget what site it was, but they wanted to add another one where he goes back and it's Chris Evans with the script of Fantastic Four. And he shoots Chris Evans, <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't do that. And then, and then, and then I read also that they wanted him to go back, and he was going to kill baby Hitler. But they decided they can't have him killing a baby on the screen <laughs> after spending an entire movie trying to prevent a kid from getting killed. Exactly. Yeah. It would just. It was but that much. would be the most Deadpool thing, right? Yeah. Like the whole point of if you read Deadpool comics for long enough, he never learns a lesson. Oh, yeah. of, of all superheroes, well, I guess, or antiheroes or whatever you want to classify him as, he's the one who's never supposed to grow and change and mature in any way, in my yeah. opinion. But the joke wouldn't have beaten the Ryan Reynolds joke. I mean, that ended on such a No, that note. was great. It was part because it was meta and it was, yeah. you know, and fourth wall and all that stuff. Yeah. It's just... How was your guys' audience? Was your, were your audiences laughing along with the jokes at the same place as you guys were? Or we had a real quiet audience. Uh, yeah. we, we ate at one of those dine-in theaters, so you're always going to have kind of sleepy people in them anyway. But also, I think the energy, they were good the energy was taken out when we had to leave the theater for a, a half, an, half an hour yeah. when the fire alarm went off in the beginning. But right, yeah, it, that, our audience was fine. It was it wasn't a geek audience. We didn't go, you know, we went middle of the day on a Friday, so it wasn't like, you know, Thursday night for showing. It wasn't Friday night. It was a more sedate audience, which was fine. I think. How about you guys? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. There were definitely a few times where I laughed or reacted to a a joke that was deep cut comic book. You know, can't even draw feet, and I yeah. laughed, and and nobody else in the theater laughed. So it, it, they were clearly into the movie and into the superhero movie genre, but maybe not comic people. I'm biased. I went to the New York premiere, so like <laughs> Ryan Reynolds and Terry Crews and the whole Marina Backer and all in the audience. So the it went over very well. Let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I didn't say there weren't perks for working at Marvel. <laughs> Do you feel the need to perform for them when you're in the theater? Like, are well, you laughing extra it, hard? Keep in mind, I was in the second to last row in the theater, but I was in the theater. <laughs> I wasn't in the first row, but uh, Liefeld was there, too. I, I got to say hi to him. It was uh, it was a fun event. But, uh, yeah, the movie went over very well. I mean, these are very specific films, right? So I don't want all of them like this. I'm, I'm glad they yeah. didn't try to do that after the first one. They, they tried, you know, they went R, obviously. They, Logan was an R-rated film, but they didn't try this sort of wacky, zany, nonstop joke fest. And I'm glad because this coming out every couple of years, I can, that's great. If this came out every six months, I would get tired right. of it probably really quickly. This, yeah, this is the right, I mean, two years from the last movie, this is, for me, at least going to a lot of movies and especially dealing with the DC darkness and also with the, you know, like, let's be honest, you know, Avengers Infinity War was a rough ending. I know yeah. you guys, I heard you guys talking about it and I'm sure everyone's been affected by it, even even me and people at Marvel, which I'm just like, I'm at work and I'm like, you people know better. <laughs> but um, this is a great breath of fresh air and as a great kind of like, oh yeah, this can be fun and wacky and zany and Deadpool existing in with the other characters like aside from the juggernaut but you know electricity you know colossus was by the book colossus it's the best colossus and, we've ever seen on screen yeah cable yeah. yeah cable was you know what you would expect from cable what and, is josh and, brolin's fitness routine and, and diet yeah because he is all sinew yeah 
this can exist. It, this lightheartedness can exist in the world, and I like that it does. And and who knows if we'll get a third one? Well, I believe we'll their X Force is in development, is it not? Oh, X Force is in development, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but so but who? Know, but everything's up in the air. With sure, the deal. but I believe yeah. the next. The, who knows what will happen with the Disney Fox merger if that merger actually happens? Uh, but I believe the ne- they've talked. The next thing they're developing is is another film with the whole team. This whole team. It's great. Which is great because more more Domino and more Cable, more yeah. That trio together was perfect. I, I love the Cable Deadpool uh, relationship. I mean, <laughs> it just Josh Brolin's pained expressions. I could just watch all day. <laughs> and also, Domino was just sort of like very excited to be there, but not in like an, a, a wide-eyed way. But just sort of very enjoying everything that's happening was was a nice touch as well. Well, it's great. She's lucky. She just she can literally go with the flow, right? It, well, it's she fun has because such a cool demeanor. Yeah, Deadpool doesn't take anything seriously, but he doesn't take anything seriously in a meta fourth wall breaky kind of way, whereas she is not taking things seriously because she knows it's going to be fine. Right. And right. so it gives them similar perspectives, but played in completely different ways that both really work and are fun to watch on screen together. Man, I just think back to that sequence where they all jumped out of the plane and, and they, they just, once you, so once you realize what was happening, they were all going to die horrifically was, was pretty it- great. It was great, and and yeah, and you guys are right. Domino, I think, stole the stole a large portion of the movie, aside from Peter. <laughs> but I mean, and, and I hope that I hope Domino becomes a permanent fixture. If they, you know, if she's in X Force, if she's in future Deadpool movies, like she was great. And it was, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's again much better than it deserves to be. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's better than it deserves to be. It's just they're they're putting. You can tell they're putting the care into it. And thinking about how that character exists on film, and and it was fun. I mean, it was nonstop fun. Yeah, it definitely didn't drag at all. Cable said his daughter's name is Hope, but yeah. other than yes. that, they never pointed. They never made it explicit that he's a Summers, right? No, not no reference, no reference mm-hmm. at all. Okay, which I think was smart. That's the, that's the thing is that like I get why they did what they did with Cable because it's accessible, it's relatable. If you get into the whole th- the future and the X Men and all, like that's too much. And even Connor, the point that you made with the 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 cityscape being a whole you know wasteland stuff like that. I wonder if they tried to go in that direction. Like, no, no, just keep it simple, which I understand. Just as an X-Men fan, I guess I want a cable movie, right? I just want like a cable stand. I mean, I totally – I get that too. I, I thought for sure yeah. it was going to be ripe for a lot of jokes about how convoluted it all is. But they didn't – it didn't need to go that way. There was enough going on without filling in Cable's backstory. Yeah. I mean, there was a joke about Juggernaut being Xavier's brother if you weren't – it wasn't explicitly said, but it was basically said. And that's never, oh, yeah, that's never made sense. Yeah. yeah, and he's in a wheelchair. Um, I need to see it again because I know I miss stuff, which is, I mean, which is the, what they want, right? So I want, you know, like, uh, and and the funny thing was, I, I, it made me want to go back and watch the first one, and it made me want to, you know, make my wife watch the first one, and 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 see this again, and that that's what you want out of these movies. It'll be so, interesting to see if they can resist the notion of keeping Deadpool in kind of a bubble. Yeah. And not putting him into the X Men movies somehow. I really hope. I really hope they do. I mean, it gives them such freedom. You yeah. Know, and and it yeah. makes you look forward to these films in a way that's kind of like you can just have a good time. You will be sometimes kind of grossed out, but you're. It's such a rollick. You know, it's such a. It's a frolic, not a rollick. But yeah, that like, that lack of an adamantium skeleton really makes the body horror of the healing factor oh, that much worse. So great. Oh, that one God. one time when he's on his on that table and you. Oh yeah. It, 
I love it when your eyes take a while to adjust to just exactly what's wrong. Right. Like, am I seeing a human? (laughs) (laughs) And and also when he's in prison running into Black Tom Cassidy, which is an X-Men character, which honestly, there's no like do whatever you want with him. Like there's no (laughs) no one's a Black Tom Cassidy fan. Right. (laughs) So about him being African-American. Yeah, exactly. Like, so just take the character and play with it. You know, it's not like that. They're they're taking they're taking the pieces of the X-Men lore and and using them in a, a modern day sense like this that that while they're not true to the comics it serves the story and and works so that that was and the x-men fan of me go oh black tom cassidy and then that's it <laughs> we're gonna get an email from that one black tom cassidy fan I, i'm sure yeah i'm sure you're out there let's talk really enjoyable film love it was, it was funny if not more so than the, the first one good time Con- connor i know i've been away for a while but can i do it yes ratings 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 out of five out of five ryan ratings I will give it a 3.75. Whoa. I know. This, it feels low, doesn't it? Should I go four? It does, it does seem low. Four. You can go, four. Go, go, with, go with what you think is appropriate. A four. I'm going to go with 3.5, guys. Wow. I, um, I missed the heart of the first one. I, I Like I said at my this first one was at all the beginning. I don't know. It did, I didn't. It, it, this, for me, I kept waiting for some other shoe to drop and then maybe it was just i got lost because there were so many shoes that dropped but i was kind of like waiting for the story to start but and i know that makes no sense because there were tons of story i just felt like i didn't have anything to i didn't really buy some of the the meat of the story but that doesn't know what i just realized mike this story felt like reading a trade of a five issue story arc or a four yeah, issue really story. Good, that's a really good way to put it. Because the, pri- the, pr- the prison was two issue was an issue or two. Yeah. The opening was an issue. The the the, yeah. the going after him was two. Yeah. This 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 was a very much a comic book movie in that way. It just it and it, and it felt fine. But Dude, I really stories. I really I left Deadpool feeling almost like it was a revelation. Just uh, doing what they did with the love story. Well, the second time is never going to be as revelatory yeah. as the first time. Yeah. Sure. And I and and I, but I mean it it is cool that the first one was so good that you can't help but compare it to. Um, and I'm glad that they didn't try to recreate it. I think they had a lot more fun with this one. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought some of the, it was rapid fire, you know, meta takes, which were good. I, I felt sometimes there were too many just because like, I don't need it more commenting on the writing of the film itself. You know, I just, sometimes I felt like it got it in its way a little bit, yeah. but but then it all leads up to that post-credit sequence, and then you realize, dude, stop taking this so seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just saw Ryan Reynolds' head get blown apart on the Green Lantern script. Let's nothing just make, enjoy Nothing it. makes sense. Nothing matters. I mean, if anything, the, the walking off the Avengers movie makes you just kind of almost shell-shocked when you come to this film, right? It's like, how much, how seriously should I take this movie? But it's like no, they, you can have fun with these films as well. Mm-hmm. I think I just I just love the on screen uh, the the chemistry between uh, Reynolds and Marina Baccarin uh, is so good that it maybe it just I wanted more of that. Yeah, I'm 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 with you that I wish we had more Marina Baccarin, but she served a purpose and she got saved at the end. So I guess uh, we'll, she'll be back hopefully. But Connor ratings. I'm gonna go four point six seven five. Wow! 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 Yeah, that I'm is. Going, I'm going four point five, and the point five is for the marketing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how me- that's 
That's a meta commentary on how uh, content. Is I think if shared. you drop back, if you take out yeah, that final credit, se- if you take that final credit sequence out, then maybe it's four point two three five. But since it's right. in there, I feel like the ratings were getting. We should point uh, five. <laughs> I think that's where we start. All right, I anyway, think you go with, with tens, right? You can't. You just went yeah. to ten one thousands or something. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, there's Deadpool two. If you want to talk about Deadpool two, you can do so on ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for that show. You can also go f- go there to find all of our podcasts, including our weekly pick of the week show, in which we talk about the latest comic book releases. And also, if you go to ifanboy.threadless.com, you can find that nothing makes sense, nothing matters shirt, which we referenced earlier in the show. Perfect f- yep. t-shirt for this film. So until next time, well, next which, time uh, next time will be Solo, correct, Connor? Sure. Yeah, Solo. The, the next movie. All sure. right, good. Cool. I'm yeah, looking cool. forward to it. Oh until, boy. Until then. <laughs> Let's figure out the order here. I'm Connor. He's Ron. I'm Ron. He's Ryan. I'm Peter. And he's Mike. Paul. <laughs> Mike. It's a cocaine catastrophe. To, cocaine to the face. <laughs> Nothing matters. The cocaine joke was great, too. That cocaine was really joke funny. was great. I love a good cocaine joke in the face. Oh, like, yeah. If I could turn back time. If I could turn back time.